welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of when you're wearing your flip-flops and uh, you go for a, a big step, a big reach, and then you accidentally split that bit of your flip-flop, you know, you know, with the bit that comes through the bottom of the sole and then rendering yep. the thing utterly useless. But when you, utterly the, useless. The, the, again, when the, the podcasting equivalent of when you break your flip-flop. Probably the easiest way to go about that one, isn't it? Yeah, trying to get because, to the minutiae. Because you know, there's only one way to break it. There is. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. Right, there's, okay. There, there really is only one way to break a flip-flop, isn't there? That and the shredder, but yeah, I mean... They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever sh- done that? That's fun. Uh, I do, often I do it. I'll do it the first November of each... Uh, sorry, yeah. the first day of each, of each November per year, just because, you know, in, in, in terms of the habit and, and stuff like that. I mean, and you know, you know, like, that's what I have tattooed on my back. Absolutely, sure that absolutely. gets done, so... You know, it's interesting. I was, uh, I, I was, I was sitting here thinking about, you know, what what our podcast, our podcast is the equivalent of, mm. and I, I also would maintain that it's the equivalent of uh, listening to a song on a jukebox and thinking, who the hell put that on? Yeah. Only yeah. for somebody to just very correctly inform me that it's on random. Nice. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I was gonna, I was gonna tell a funny John Mulaney story about a jukebox once that he he tells a really funny routine about once he went to the Salt and Pepper Diner, and he made the he made the the wonderful observation that nobody actually knows how the song "What's New Pussycat" ends, and so he's capitalized on that fact, and he uh, he inserted. <laughs> nearly 20 bucks into this jukebox machine and selected watch new pussycat eight times in a row and watch oh this God. man at the other side of the, the the room just go slowly mad <laughs> it's just, and it's, just, it's just a really funny routine uh, and, yeah, and just something, imagine something so simple speaking of going slightly mad you've been a busy boy this week haven't you i have actually yeah do you want to give a little rundown on what you've been up to well i in a nutshell I've finished my master's degree. Well done. Well done. Bloody well it's done. It's Excellent. done. Should have happened in May, but mm-hmm. this little thing called global pandemic happened mm. and I wasn't able to do it. For anyone wondering, me finishing my degree looks like me playing in an empty room doing a 45-minute recital to nobody. Apart mm. from, actually, they set up a nice little live stream of which you uh, viewed, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did. It was great. It was... I think it was the it was the way that I would have liked to have done it because ultimately I was shuffling uncomfortably in my seat. I was rappling... Rap, I was wrestling with sweetie rappers. Um, I, I, I also watched it in my pants. So, you know, that's... Yep, I think absolutely. it's... And actually, I've come it's to... how you've always wanted to go well, to a concert. Well, that's it. That's how you've always wanted to go to it. I genuinely think there's something in the future of this. Uh, but that yeah. but that's nice. I have a, I, so that... I mean, well done, mate. You, you, oh, you, thank you, you very you much. You put a lot thank of effort into this. Uh, I've said it to you at the time. I said it to you last night in the pub. And I'll say it to you for the final time. And I won't say it again, okay? It okay. comes in threes, okay? Don't make me ask you say it again because I won't say it again, okay? Okay, I believe you. No, I'll say it once more. You did bloody well, actually. Actually, that was that was really you. good. You have these you. the voodoo hypnotic power you have over it makes me say it four times instead of five. I uh, see that. That's just that's that's just what I do. It's just what yeah. I do. Yeah. It was interesting. I was uh, debating what music to play for that thing, and I was very heavily considering playing my Man of Steel arrangement from last year at uh, last week's oh, podcast yes, episode. But good, I, I, I decided against it. I decided mm. against it. And you went with Katy Perry in the end, didn't you? I did go with Katy yeah, Perry. Yeah, that's good. It's good to I hear. Did, I did go with Katy Perry. TGIF. TGIF was it? Excellent. TGIF. Yeah. It was between that and I kissed a girl. 
Uh-huh. And did the costume go down well? The, the sort of the homage to it did. Her, the, it, the dress it and did. The, the sequences? It did. Well, actually, to be honest, it was more homage to Elton John more than anything else mm. because I feel like uh, the the it's a it's a very apt pairing and I thought I'll get I'll get more marks for that. Yeah, that's fine. What I thought. It's a shame that dancing shark couldn't have joined you on stage. What like they did in the it Super Bowl? It really, it really, really is. But the but the academy decided in social distancing. It, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't practical yeah. to yeah. get a shark tank up to the fourth floor mm, of mm. the Victorian it's building. Laziness, isn't it? It's it just is laziness. laziness. It's laziness. laziness. There's a perfectly good it. elevator. Yeah, they could have sorted. No it. excuses. Excellent. What, what were we talking about? <laughs> I was about to jump into it. Actually, I did have another funny little story. Uh, you'll like that. You'll like this one. This 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 one just it it was just brilliant. Have you have you been eating out to help out recently? By the way, I have actually. I've been well. I've been slightly trying to not eat out. Fu- fuck the system. Okay. Fu- fu- fuck the system as it were. As a, as eating in and not helping out. Well, no, I've been tr- I've been trying to find establishments that are on this scheme where it would be really easy to order food with the intention of sitting in, but to just pick it up and leave. Okay. And so nice. because you can't take, because for places like Five Guys and Shake Shack and other such places, the whole point of the scheme is you have to like sit in and have sure. a dining experience. But you Oh, know, is Shake most Shack the- on there? Yeah, Shake Shack is on there. Oh, I got man. very I would, excited. Yeah, I would never pay those prices normally. <laughs> no, exactly. No, no, no. That's the thing. That's the thing. Whereas now you can get just like a great Shake Shack burger for like three pounds or something like that. Oh, goodness. Which is great. But obviously you have to sit in. And actually, usually when I pick up some food like that, I'm pro- I'm like on the way to somewhere. Mm. So what I do is I say sit in and it's just a really easy the way they package it, even for sitting in people, mm. it's really easy to just take out. It's so it's convenient. not in, it's their fault. Ultimately. It's not exactly. It's not in the spirit of the scheme, but I figure they don't really care. I do the same thing. Sometimes the way that you know, if I'm going somewhere and they they serve a hot soup, it's it's just easy. I just put it in my pocket. Do you know what I mean? Just it's easy. I just pour it in there, and I can eat it at my heart's content when I get home. And that's it. You know, suck it through the suck it through the pockets and and, and through the the buttons and stuff. We mm-hmm. went to mm-hmm. uh. We went to a Wagamama's the other night. And by the way, nice. I tell you what, there's not many chain restaurants that put me in that state of mind. But Wagamama's, I don't know what they put in their food. Probably, probably sort of like Asian fusion, to be honest, based on the menu. But it is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it is quite quite a quite a brilliant... I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's good. So so we were out there, went to Wagamama's, had a nice meal. Passed by, passed by a Wilco's because I needed some some things to hang a painting. Just that it was like Brilliant. nine o'clock at night. They were just closing. It was excellent, and I came out and Maddie had idea. The, the poor, poor, poor chap who who was homeless just outside of Fulham Broadway, and uh, and he, he was asking asking for money. And Maddie being being the beautiful soul that she is, decides, no, actually, I want to help this this guy. It's, it's a really, really unfortunate chap. He, he just wants a bit of money for a bit of food, as he was proclaiming loudly. So Maddie walks over and gives gives him a couple of couple of quid. And, and the man, thank you, thank you so much. God bless you, God bless you. And 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 we says, no, no, no worries, no worries, no worries. We started walking, and he was walking behind us. Yeah. And he's going... Oh, I've only got four. I've only got four pounds. The the food is five pounds, but I've only got four pounds. And I'm going. Oh, I'm sure they'll manage. I'm sure they'll understand. You know, and just kind of have a nice evening. Have a nice evening. And he kept walking. Anyway, yeah, but I've only got four pounds, and the food's five pounds. I went. Oh, okay. Well, again, you know, I'm I'm sure they'll manage. Sure they'll manage. Turn the corner, and he continues to walk with us. 
And he said this once more. Oh, the, oh I'll be able to get there. I'll be able to get there. Oh, it's fine. Uh, and then just as we were leaving, he, instead of taking the left into the sort of food hall where he was going to go and get some food, uh, he took a right and went straight into the William Hill and put all the money into the machine. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. And who are you or I to argue with that decision making? It was just like, poor Maddie. She was like, Maddie was crestfallen. It was, it was like, you know, when she like, she she just felt like this is amazing like i i feel really good like i've made you know he's gonna go and get some food you know hopefully he's gonna get his meal because he's maybe a pound short but he'll get oh no he's gone into there and she but bless her she's american she doesn't like bookies and william hill and stuff they're not kind of common on the street and so she was like what does that do and i'm like it's the gambling shop <laughs> it's the gambling. no it's the it's the, no to be fair to him it's the place you go in to take a little amount of to take a little amount of money and turn it into a large amount of money That's so, so I think, true i think i think that was a thrifty decision <laughs> do you know what's really sweet as well because i was walking away from maddie and explaining this to her and watching her little face fall and then i went i'm sure he won <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure he won the money <laughs> yeah because otherwise that's just maddie indirectly giving giving money to a william hill <laughs> <laughs> oh bless her wee heart exactly. it was just it made me laugh so much just yeah that weird it was really good um, we are a music and movies podcast each week we take it in turns although we haven't taken it in turns this more we're kind of now collaborating we're joining forces like that meme of the two strong arms that are connecting under no real purpose but what we have is a very very deep and sincere purpose because we uh talk about our favorite music uh, that features in some of our most favorite movies and we go into detail in terms of why the soundtracks are so cleverly and intricately placed latticed if you will throughout mm, latticed mm. Uh, mm. now i have grabbed the show by the scruff of its neck uh, and i'm appeasing a couple of fans who've written in because i want to talk to you about a very special trilogy of movies and we're going to be bleeding these out whilst you bleed out your trilogy as well over the next nice, couple nice, of weeks nice. uh, and i'm sure we'll wake up in december and wonder what the fuck's happened because we've just been doing trilogies all time however these ones are quite special. These ones are very, very important. And to you and I, there's a special place in our heart for these films. Yes, there is. We grew up watching them. We experienced the final of the three together in a midnight screening after watching all three of them back to back, if yeah. you remember. And I think that is my first cinema marathon experience. Really? I don't think I've ever done I don't think I'd ever done one before that point. I can't think of any any cinema marathon I'd done before that point. Have you done them since? Yeah, I did the I did the Hobbits. Oh, you did! Oh goodness! Oh, I know, right? Back back when I was still excited about the Hobbits. Oh god! All three of them. All three of them. Wow, that that's was like, a long night. That's like four days, isn't it, in the cinema? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's nice. literally it's literally four days in the cinema. <laughs> you can't... The middle one's a day and a half. Did you get home and realize your flat had been broken into and all your possessions were gone? But thank God you had seen a really great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be best dragon I'd ever seen on scene. I'll tell, tell you that for free. <laughs> uh, of course, we are referring to the wonderful Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Cornetto trilogy. Of course we were. Everyone was wondering what trilogy we were we were thinking. It's in the description. We were thinking about. Oh, it's it up there. I've the talked about it. I, I, I always there. forget. 
forget this. Do you know I feel why like you always forget don't it? Know what they're getting into. Do you know why you always forget it? Why is that? Because you do fuck all to help this thing, and this and it's and it's because of you why this podcast is sinking. We're sinking slowly. All right, the the quality is dropping, it's dipping, and you're smiling at me because you're you so content. About? I bring I I bring my my wit and charm. Your wit and charm. My wit and charm. And when are you going to bring those along? Hey. Oh! <laughs> nah, oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. You don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Let's, Accurate. Let's get into this one. So, yeah, when let's... was this film was released? Now, I guess let's do a little bit of history coming into uh, uh, the 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 first of the Cornetto trilogy being being Shaun of the Dead, and we start with a TV series that I guess was the precursor for pretty much all of the ideas that uh, that take place uh, in Shaun of the Dead, and that is of course uh, 1999 to 2001's uh, Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, uh, and a bit of Nick Frost's Spaced. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Spaced, if uh, any of you don't um, know, Spaced was a TV series. Well, I Again, don't know. You don't know. So it was well, I don't know because I've not watched it. You've not watched Spaced? No, I've not watched Spaced. Well, this is for you, mate. So Spaced is all okay. on the UK Netflix. And I cannot uh, encourage anyone who's a fan of the, the, the Cornet trilogy to watch this enough. Because when you watch it you basically are watching the best bits of Shaun of the Dead, especially Shaun of the Dead. And there's a couple of um, Hot Fuzz and, and World's End kind of jokes laced throughout it. But even down to the whole, the idea that uh, so, so Simon Pegg's character, which is Tim, is obsessed with Resident Evil. And so, so now and again, he wakes up in his flat after falling asleep in front of his games console. And it's like Shaun of the Dead, like he's acting out, shooting out all these zombies. Um, yep. We also have Jessica Hines, who in Shaun of the Dead plays Yvonne, which was Shaun's ex. Uh, yep. Of course, in this, she plays Daisy Steiner, who is his flatmate. And there's a kind of on-off sort of love relationship. And we get, we kind of see a little bit of that played out in Shaun of the Dead. Yep. Uh, but, oh, but, oh, but the whole host of characters in it, obviously, um, you, you, we've got Nick Frost, as, as I mentioned there. Uh, Peter Sarah, oh, I can't do it. You can do it. Peter Sarah. Peter Sarah Fenowitz. Sarah Fenowitz, thank you very much. Who Didn't obviously... even have to look at it. Didn't no, even have to look at it. Well, I just know it. Do you know why I know it? Because he plays your favorite Sith Lord. Uh, it's Darth fucking Maul. He is Darth. He is Darth. Fucking he doesn't Maul. do any of the acrobatics though. That's Ray Park. That is Ray Park. You're absolutely right. Uh, Who is, is reprising his role? I believe. I think he's. No, I think he got cancelled. I think. Oh, did I think he? he? Yeah, I think he got cancel cultured. Really? I can't, Why? I can't, remember, I can't remember what he did. I think pr- probably a tweet. It's always a tweet. <laughs> always no, a no, no, no. Yeah. It, is always, it is always a tweet. It's a, it's a tweet from 20 years ago oh, that, somebody's, that somebody's just dug up yeah. and now Ray Park is cancelled. And you know what? He wasn't hurting anyone. He was just yeah. making... Genuinely, he was making a living going to Star Wars conventions annually over the globe and doing some flips and tricks yeah, with exactly. a double lightsaber. And got the he tweet. was probably I've... getting yeah, paid I've got handsomely tweet. for it. Oh, do you? Yeah, I've got the tweet here. It says, oh, I, can't, okay. I can't wait to paste... Face paint my uh, face black again and disappoint hundreds of thousands of fans. So I yeah, think... he's clearly blacking up again. You he's know, cl- clearly, clearly blacking up. <laughs> Maybe that was the announcement after either we were announcing he was coming back out of retirement. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but um, no, the 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 
the space laid down a lot of the groundwork for Shaun of the Dead and for a lot of the jokes and a lot of the culture and everything from the style of the camera work, you know, that fast cutting, fast paced kind of narration yep. talk, which yep. we get during the planning sequences, all the way through to, I guess, kind of the characters themselves. Shaun is very much similar to Tim in space. Uh, they, yep. they, they, they have the same interests, the same background. I mean, they are for all intents and purposes, the same character. Um, but we're not here to talk about space. We're here to talk about Shaun of the Dead. And most thank God, because I've actually seen that one. We are here to talk about 2004's Shaun of the Dead. So, oh, was Sha- it 2004? 2004, I know. I, I thought know. it was earlier than that. No, uh, no, 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 I know. They, so they, they spent a bit of time, um, they spent a bit of time, obviously, in the writing room, making sure that they, they perfected this. Now, again, there because is Because also- Simon Pegg looks so young compared to... And compared to how he looks now, yeah, yeah, I think I think he looks a lot younger. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. And you know, because it was (laughs) what sixteen years ago (laughs) when it came out, and that's what time will do to you. But um, Mm -hmm. what's also interesting is that Shaun of the Dead, much like uh, I was talking about space, Shaun of the Dead had a small sort of prequel series to it. Um, I don't know what the name of it was, but basically, I think it was like Night of the Living ed or something like this and i think there was a sequel that <laughs> yeah they, that, would, that would make sense well they proposed a sequel called night of the living ed which was the one that they were they were I oh that would that take place after Shaun of the I dead think so i think so yeah ed with, was spoiler alert a zombie yeah i think so so i think so but i think there was a there was a kind of there was a kind of a short film that edgar wright simon pegg and nick frost again put put forward which was the kind of i guess the the pilot so far if a, if a film can have a pilot mm-hmm. but Let's get into this. So let's. The film starts with uh, the very, very famous piece of music, or, or which I, personally, I, whenever I think of Shaun of the Dead, I think of that opening montage sequence where we're seeing all the different yep. people going about their lives uh, to the music. As zombies. Of, as zombies, exactly. Yeah, zombies to the. Now, this was before the mobile phone culture as well. So. Goodness, they would have had a field day if they'd released this. What ten oh, they years later? Would. I absolutely love this sequence mm. in in the movie. Like just th- the commentary that mm. everyone's kind of living like drones with absolutely. nothing, with nothing going on. And and at the end of the day, that was like a commentary on Sean himself because the whole point that Liz, his girlfriend, was uh, broke up with him at the beginning of the movie is because they were just doing the same thing sure. every day, day after day, not mm. not doing anything. Mm. So even though there are literal zombies in this movie, it really was a commentary on like the monotony of a normal life That's as well. That's it, yeah. Well, so the which song, is really great. The, the song is called uh, The Blue Wrath and by, by iMonster. Um, and, 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 and iMonster, who uh, also did, I think, Daydream in Blue, which was another one of theirs, which is a really, really, really sort of great song. They're quite a sort of techno-y sort of band. Um, I guess quite influenced by, by artists like Moby, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but specifically, this song... Uh, as you said, it, it's brilliant. It captures the essence of monotony. And personally, I have, I have an interesting experience with this song because when I was younger, I, I loved this movie. And, it, and I loved the whole idea that Simon Pegg, Nick Frost and Edgar Wright were just, they're just, they're just mates. And they're all just, they're the biggest nerds ever. Like they, they love this. They loved all the George A. Romero films. They loved all the Star Wars. Films. Like they're just obsessed yep. with 
pop culture. And re- I mean, really, they were some of the, the trendsetters. They were the ones that made pop culture cool. Because back in 2004, you know, especially when you watch Space, you know, the, the characters of Tim and Bill Burr plays a character called Bilbo Baggins, who's his yep. mate, who he works at the comic book store with. But Brilliant. the joke is that they're the outcasts of society. Whereas it's interesting how things have flipped so much. Um but when I was young, I loved that. I, I, I just, I totally understood it. And so the point where we wanted to make our own film. So we used to make like Shaun of the Dead. We had my, my dad's video camera. And I remember loving this song so much that rather than like pu- putting an audio track onto the film, the shaky camcorder footage that I was filming, I would just hum in the background. Do, 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 do. I just, I loved it. I loved it. And so I, I can't think of Shaun of the Dead without instantly jumping to that scene. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, the, 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 that's the kind of opening montage there. But we, we missed the sort of start, uh, the start bit where, uh, obviously, we kind of are introduced to Liz. We're introduced to Ed. We're introduced to the Flammies and stuff. The characters in this, and it's obviously very character driven. Like the whole yeah. thing is just so I, one of the most character driven comedies I think I've ever. I mean, all of them are really. All, all yeah, three of the them quote, are. What's the quote that that is put on all the posters? It's a romantic comedy. Dot 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 with zombies. With zombies. That's is it. That what, yeah. that's, that's what it says. That's what on it the, says. Exactly. Posters, yeah. Right? Yeah. No. That that's exact. That's exactly it. And like, it's obviously placed there as a joke, but mm. it's also so true. Mm, mm. Um. Another song that that caught my attention when I when I was rewatching this again was uh, a, a huge favorite song of mine and a, and a massive massive nineties uh, classic, which was zombie versus kencraft 400 so kencraft 400 i mean if if any any listeners will remember um made an explosive uh, introduction to this song on top of the pops and i think that was late 1990s early 2000s but that is your classic and you, you Everyone knows yeah, this song. Yeah, it, it's, it's synonymous, and it's so it's played at the time when obviously Sean is going about life. He's going to pick up flowers for his mum and forgetting flowers for Liz, yep. and he's on the bus. And clearly, the the we're in the low level, like the 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 yeah the virus uh, the has virus taken has hold. taken hold exactly. And you're yep. looking around, and and I and I mean the foreshadowing. The, the writing, the onion nature of this film in terms of the layers attached to it is ama- amazing. You know, it, yeah. th- that's what I love about these movies. Every bit of dialogue counts. Every bit of dialogue counts. Yeah. You know, like the, the whole thing, like Ed, when he sees the flatmate, oh, if I see him again, he's dead. Do you know? And, and then he is dead the next time he sees him. And just all yeah, the little, yeah, yeah, just yeah, all the little things. No, I, I There's think a great amazing. little Easter egg that I only noticed for the first time when I was rewatching this movie. Mm. And it actually has to do with one of my favorite cameos mm. in this movie, which is Rafe Spall. Oh, yes. Now, I know. Yeah, yeah. Rafe, excuse me. Rafe Spall. It's it him that's calling. It's him that's calling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I yeah. love it. That's the that's the first that's the first time I've noticed it that because it's just a throwaway line when you eventually meet him in the hardware store or yes. tech store tech, tech store, tech store, tech and, store. He, and he goes and he's on the phone ignoring sean and he goes nah he says he doesn't have any yeah which is you know exactly when ed was like nah i ain't got nothing yes or yeah whatever but 
the reason Rafe Spall is like my favorite cameo cameo is because he is almost unrecognizable. Yeah, he's so between, different between then and now. Yeah, and he's supposed to be pay- playing this like spotty sixteen-year-old little fuck. Yeah, <laughs> you know what you know what I mean. Like yeah. he's just the most hateable guy on on the screen. But like, fast forward to now, and Rafe Spall is, you know, he's he's like almost like a Hugh Grant rom com lead, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Isn't I'm it? I, I watched a I watched a really lovely series on Apple TV Plus actually mm-hmm. about a month ago called I think it's called Expecting. Okay. And and it's and it's him and a female lead, very much in a rom com style, basically going through um what a young couple in London does to try and adopt a baby because they can't have a baby. And it's really, and it's really funny, but he's like so lovely and charming. Mm. And that's the last thing I saw him in. Mm. And then he just turns up obviously 10 years younger, quite a bit larger. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a bit, quite, quite a heavy set dude back then. If you don't mind me saying Rafe. Yeah. I'm sure he uh, he texted me earlier. He's good with it. Yeah. And obviously Ilham was watching this series with me as well. And I was like, do you recognize him? And she's yeah. like, no. And I'm like, it's Rafe Spall. And he's like, and she's like, who's Rafe Spall? And so I got got a picture up and she was like, no way. Yeah, That's yeah. not him. Yeah, it's crazy. That's not him. And, and and obviously recently, the last one I watched him in was Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Oh, God, where, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And oh, he's just like, he yeah, just looks yeah, yeah. so different, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, no, that's wild. The last thing I'd say on Rafe Spall is what I thought you were going to say in terms of the phone was, you know when you know when they're, they sort of zombie, they're zombies and they walk into the pub and they're yeah, pretending yeah. to be zombies and then Ed's phone goes off. That's Rafe Spall again. Oh, is it? That's him. Call- I, that's what I thought you were going to say. Oh, that's no, him no, no. phoning. You know, when Ed puts it down and he gives him the talking, uh, Sean p- throws his phone down and gives him the talking to, which I fucking oh, love yeah. that scene. I love yeah. that scene. Um, in terms of music, uh, obviously Sean is trying his best to make sure that his girlfriend Liz is 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 happy, that she's feeling fulfilled in their relationship. And classic well, is he Sean, trying his best? No, he's classically he's failing because he's a bloody bloke. He sleeps in his trousers and probably doesn't even brush his teeth. And probably not. We get to the very sad sequence of um, the soft uh, lemon jelly, where they they uh, they're 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 crying their eyes out because it's on random, and it's uh, on random. which which is just brilliant. Like just that the whole the whole sequence of them in the pub, and then. I've got so much stuff to talk about this movie. God, this is going to be such a long episode. I'm, I'm, we're trying well, to be... Yeah, well, no, we'll dive in. Dive we're, in. We're, Remember, we're, we're, only doing, we're only doing one movie cool. nowadays. We have time. So so a couple of really interesting facts for that. If any of you ever interested, if you want to hear that sequence where they're talking about the characters of the pub, you know, where they're, when they're kind of going cockycycle maniac. She used to do porn. And all man- go, maniac, yeah. yeah. And, you know, snake skin. You know, he's always covered in women or whatever this. So those those little... They were all ad libbed. They were all ad libbed yeah. by by um, Nick Frost because oh. there's there's multiple versions I mean, that, of him doing different f- like funny t- like the spontaneity. I believe that of them. totally because just because of Simon Pegg's laughter yeah. in that scene, like yeah. that is genuine laughter. It is, it is, because he is wetting himself it laughing. Is. No, it is, and and so and actually that's a really interesting segue. I'll jump away and I'll come back to this. Um, I remember a couple of 
a couple of months ago, I I, I briefly mentioned uh, pre uh, old old XFM podcasts from the sort of two thousands era, mm-hmm. um, that that the Ricky Gervais, Steve Merchant, and Carl Pilkington used to do. Uh, so actually, there was a couple of episodes of that show where Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant. So this was filmed in probably uh, sorry recorded in two thousand and one. Those those radio shows, yeah. um, and probably about two thousand and one esque. Um, there, uh, Ricky Gervais and Steve Merchant, I think, were on leave or whatever. They weren't. They weren't doing the show. And so for three weeks straight, who took over? But Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Oh, brilliant! As one of their first sort of duos. And listeners, I cannot advise enough. Alex, as well, I cannot advise this enough to you, mate. There's about three episodes that are on YouTube. You can listen to. They're about an hour and a half long, and it's just the two of them. And they are so funny. I mean, so so funny. They're spontaneous and they're daft, but in some ways you just can't help just listening to them. And they run just the most ridiculous competitions and everything. And so, like, if I bring this back into Shaun of the Dead, that that level of just like ad lib, the kind of I know what's funny, and they they just they're so perfect in their jokes. They land every single time. Yeah, yeah. Like I would, I would, I bet you there is some. I bet you there is enough footage on the cutting room floor to remake this whole movie again but replace all the jokes with other just as funny yeah, yeah, jokes yeah, yeah. Because absolutely yeah 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 so i can good. believe that there's i can believe so that 100 uh i mean and, and and if we go back to the dialogue again that that when they have the lock-in at the the winchester right so yeah. that when they're when they're there the the wording that ed says to to sean is is brilliant it's kind of like oh we're gonna go and we're you know we'll have a bite to eat at the the the, you have a bloody wake up tomorrow morning we'll have a bloody mary which is obviously the name of which is in the name of the checkout girl who obviously they push onto the spike and she's bloody and her name is mary and then we go and then we go oh "Oh, we're gonna have a bite to eat at the the here we're gonna do this and then we'll stumble and then eventually we'll go you know we'll go around this we'll stumble back here to the winchester which is what they do they stumble back into the winchester do you see what i mean i never ever noticed it's just it's it's the right it's so ahead of its time these movie especially in 2004 like yeah. and you look back at it and you go well, it was a pretty cheap you know it, it it was a pretty just cheap film to make i mean like, it was i, I mean i i've seen simon Pegg and nick frost interviews like more recent times talking about Shaun of the dead when they were making it just going just having a bit of fun it's basically just a whole movie uh-huh, but, uh-huh. but but then they managed to get you know, Bill Nye and Penelope Winter, uh, Winter in, in involved, yeah, oh, and it, all it, these all these people, and suddenly it's you know it's British it's British cinema icon territory. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I, I would say, I mean, I it, it's it's it features in the top, it, obviously the top comedy movies of all time. Like it's it's yeah. it's never without featuring in that in that list. And, yeah, and, and rightly so. I'd rightly say. so. Oh, rightly just so. Really, um, obviously they do stumble out after after uh, they 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 finish the sort of the lockdown, totally drunk. Um, I get higher, baby. I get higher, baby. I get higher, girl. I get. Ooh, fuck me. That sequence is it just makes me like i watched it and i'm just smiling like i can just feel a smile because i remember the first time yeah, i watched yeah. that and i had no like i'd never heard like i had never heard of white lines before until and you know grandmaster flash like i i yeah. never i'd never heard that song before but um i i, ju- I just 
I loved it. Like, and I, and when you listen to the song after watching that scene, because I hadn't heard the song, you know, and probably you were in the same situation. But yeah. it it's just like, what a hilarious sequence to throw in there. And the bit where they get yeah. pissed off because they quite clearly they're drunk. They don't realize it's a zombie and they're like probably pissed. Like, oh man, it's just brilliant. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just a great inclusion of the song. Um and a shout out actually to a friend of ours um, who sadly passed away a couple of years ago, um, who went to school with us, who I can't think of this song without thinking of Stuart. Um, oh, so, and, and oh yeah, he was a big fan of this. Huge fan of this film. He, and, and was, he, he was mad I for I loved this. watching this film. I remember watching it with him. Uh, of I'm sadly, pretty sure I, I've seen it with him as oh, well, to be fair. I mean, this he was this film's number one fan. Uh, and undeniably. and I, I, undeniably. and I can't and I can uh, rewatch that whole sequence without laughing my eyes out and just thinking of him. Rest in peace, big man. Um, the next one that I wanted to get to, I guess, realistically, is the sequence where where they take Pete's car, they go over to Liz's place. Yeah. Now the song that's played here is um, it's it's Ash Meltdown. But and, yeah. and I and I love Ash. Now Ash is a real throwback song to uh, again, like I talk about XFM a lot, but it was played quite a lot on that sort of radio show. Like Ash was very big in London at that sort of time. Yeah. But but it's a great, it's just a great song, a great chaotic mad song. The whole bit when they push the cassette in and then they obviously run over the zombie and they're stopping, they have to check on the zombie yeah. and they're like, "You're all right," and then obviously they push it back again. Uh, yeah. And I have a theory about this running over mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. because you know he pops his head back up and the guy's a zombie and he goes Ugh! and mm. sean goes oh thank god for that mm. but if in this universe the whole zombie thing is the dead are coming back to life mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. is it possible that he wasn't a zombie when he was run over oh that's a fucking brilliant theory that's a brilliant that that's it yeah that's exactly what happened yeah that's yeah. exactly what happened but then they just they've just assumed that he was a zombie when they ran him over yeah. and it's like all oh, right okay thank god because yeah. he's he's completely still and so you and so you can imagine and the amount of times that we see other characters turn into zombies that kind of time period between death and reanimation i'm specifically thinking of bill nye here mm. Mm. it's probably about the same so i've always thought and i've i've had this theory for quite a while that the guy that he ran, that they run over was not was not a zombie yeah. when they ran him over i love that i love that I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's true or not no 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 but... it's true now it's true it's true I've, oh, we've right, decided okay. i've decided oh, it's right true. That's decided right here on this podcast we get to liz's place uh and and then obviously we have the fabulous performances of kate ashfield lucy davies and uh, dylan moran now just before oh, i do love dylan moran. Well, uh, before we get to dylan moran uh kate ashfield she, she's not been in many things after this actually i've tried to sort of look down her history and stuff she's not in a huge amount of stuff obviously lucy Lucy Davies from The Office fame um, and 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 another thing and is, is kind of a household name in a, in a lot of BBC dramas and stuff nowadays. But I think for uh, quite a few audiences, yeah, yeah. But but I think obviously the the the, the name that is most recognisable about those three is is Dylan Moran, who yep. is just again so excellent in this movie. And I often he think... personifies dry Irish humour. Yeah. He? He's just brilliant in it. He's so, he's so funny, and 
He's just, it's so over the top. And I, and I like it how they drive his character to madness, obviously at the end and the whole Winchester thing. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's good. Um, and you kind of hate him, don't you? You do, but you do. You kind of hate they, him. But it's so good. Like, Edgar Wright. But he's also everyone. Yeah. Like, he's a relatable character. Yeah. If, if, if you're not like him, you're lying to yourself yeah. because you are like yeah. him. Or if you and don't, you definitely know ten other people like him. Or if, or if, or if you can't identify what of your friends is Dylan Moran, it's you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent, one hundred percent. But he is. There is, there is something actually. Let's just scratch below the surface on this one, right? Because I think you're right. He is without doubt one of the best written characters in that film, because. It, 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 it's it's the relatability to him he is just yeah. so relatable he it's hundred percent and and it, he's contempt like everything all the decisions he makes they're a bit over rationed but actually there's a kind of sense to what he says and how he does it and stuff but it's so clever how they they craft the writing for you even though to go yeah, I'd probably agree with him. Yeah, I'd probably agree with him. But you still hate mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. You still hate yeah, him. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's 100%. just brilliant. It's it's just brilliant. He's a totally underrated resource in that movie. I th- well, I mean, he's obviously very much rated, but uh, very. I love that. I love that joke. I love that joke about um, about when Les said, um, "Oh, a failed actress and a twat." <laughs> And 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 Sean goes. That's not fair. I've never called Diana failed actress. <laughs> the, the, I love that joke. Uh, in terms of music and stuff, we've gone past a few of them. I just want to just go a quick special shout out to uh, Ghost Town, which obviously kind of features uh, at the, at the kind of the time just before the whole thing really kicks off there. But Ghost Town is mm-hmm. a brilliant, brilliant song to use by the specials. Um, I, again, I've got a funny little personal touch to this one. So the first week of lockdown, I uh, went out, I think it was like in the morning, and I had to go into one of the stores just to do a big shop. And yeah. I... Uh, but this was when lockdown was properly hit. And I thought, I'm going to stick oh, like on full lockdown. full lockdown. And I was like, I'm going to stick on Ghost Town. That was an, that was an experience oh, I'll never really? forget. Walking nice. through London, listening to Ghost Town. I never actually Town. experienced this because I don't mind, I don't mind saying it on, on this podcast. I was, I was in my room for two weeks with symptoms Yeah, at the absolute height of the lockdown. Right. And so genuinely, I never, I, I didn't leave the flat mm. for, for two, for like two weeks. Goodness. And then I think that's when the warm weather hit and then the plucky Brits decided to do what they want. Yeah. And uh, then that was that. But I, yeah, I never actually saw the ghost town nature of it. I saw, I saw glimpses of it mm. in like supermarkets. Mm. It was definitely weird, but I never saw it in, you know, full effect. I had a couple of times where I had, I mean, there was just as we were coming out and just as we were i think just as we were going in it was when we were going into lockdown because i think a a large percentage of people had already made the decision before lockdown was absolutely mandated that lockdown was pretty much essential and it was i think it was just before i I think it was like the day before it was announced i remember going in through victoria and i remember listening to it and just walking around victoria and there was it was like the start of 28 days later like it really was it was and you'll never get that again and obviously this film 
embodies that like it takes inspiration for 28 days later you know that whole thing of the, the, they say in one of the news reports in terms of they talk about rage and they talk about monkeys which obviously yeah, yeah, is yeah. where that, that well yeah that, i mean those are those are kind of like in jokes for the genre mm. but i've often wondered we're coming I to def- get you barbara there's another one <laughs> we're coming to get you barbara <laughs> which is obviously night of the living dead <laughs> Uh, you say obviously i've never seen it have you not? But, okay no i've not i'm not a big horror movie oh, horror, horror movie fan you, you you do know this about me but i've often wondered with Shaun of the dead mm-hmm. do you think that Shaun of the dead exists in another universe like in a more serious horror universe like is this another perspective story from another zombie outbreak that we have seen in cinema this is just like a what if kind of question. Yes. Well, I, I, I reckon I it could sa- be. I think it's safe to assume that it's it's all three of the Tronic. Whilst they're three films, a trilogy, as we say, the Chronic Trilogy, I think nothing about these films is the same. Like, I don't think they exist in the same universe. No, 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 not in themselves. I'm saying. I know, no, I think, know what you're saying, about, but I'm just. All right, yeah, okay. yeah, I know what you're saying, but I'm just saying as a caveat to that. I, I don't think they exist with Hot Fuzz and World's End. Well, no, but, of course but, not. Uh, to answer your question. yes i think that's a very likely scenario that it does exist in another universe do you have an example well i mean obviously i don't know i've not seen every zombie movie ever because i mean we've talked about this before i i don't like zombies and not in a i'm scared of zombies i just think they're shit why and that's kind of why i think Shaun of the dead one of the things i really like about Shaun of the dead is yeah it's it, it's like a comedy version of a zombie movie but it's also making fun of the fact that zom- that it's zombie movies there's whole there's there's whole scenes of this movie where they're they they just totally ridicule how ridiculous the concept of yeah. zombies are yeah. and how it's not scary at all no. because they do, because they're just they're, they're completely useless yeah they're complete and anytime anybody dies as a result of a zombie attack it's just because they were being a fucking idiot yeah and yeah. for no other and for no other reason and so and that's why i i struggle to watch really serious zombie movies with the exception of 28 days later because that's just a fantastic movie i think 28 but weeks other... later is a better one oh, see, we'll yeah, no, i see i've not seen that oh, but, be yeah i know it will but for other zombie movies i just struggle to take it seriously yeah. and when they take themselves seriously i'm just like nah yeah. come on stop it yeah and so yeah my question is does this take place in one of those universes? And it's just taking the mick out of it. Now I know it's not twenty eight days later because those could zombies be Dawn can of the run. Dead. Could be Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's I think it's taking place in the Dawn of the Dead universe, and it's just yeah. Shaun of the Dead. I mean, and in the same way that Life of Brian, in theory, is taking place during the Passion of the Christ, um, but we're just seeing a kind of comedy version of it. I think I think yeah, it's yeah. that mentality of, of right, what's yeah, going fair on. Enough, fair enough. So that answer to your question. Um, actually, just on the subject of twenty eight weeks later, I can't believe you've not seen that one we'll definitely need to put that aside to watch it yeah absolutely because it's the best thing i like about 28 weeks later is it flips the zombie genre on its head because it's it's about what happens as you start to move back into society just as the virus is over which is um but then Shaun of the dead answers that question at the end doesn't it which oh it does yeah it does yeah yeah we'll get to that you make them you you make them do game shows yeah exactly you make them do japanese game shows um (laughs) We are back at the Winchester, and uh, at the moment, they're safe. However, Sean's tip-off didn't work, 
and slowly Barney the bar- Barmaid has come back to gain his revenge for all of the free pints I'm sure Ed has stolen over the years. Yep. But yep, fortunately, yep. the jukebox is on random. And what song is played? Oh. Are you serious? You can do this. What song is played? Snooker cues, coordinated dance routine whilst oh, yeah, they're yeah. fighting. We're on, we're, on, we're on snooker cues. Yes, Queen, Don't Stop Me Now. Oh. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Brilliant. before before we before we go any further, I, I want to give. I, whenever whenever people say to me, "Why do you do a mute music and movies podcast? Isn't it all just film scores? Isn't it all just looking into the scores of films and stuff?" And I go to them, "No, no, no," because it's more than that. It's more than just a composer and spending hours and hours a day in, 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 in obviously very sweaty studios, making sure that they get perfect sound quality so that they can match it to a sequence in a movie. It's also about being creative and imaginative and, and clever and using a pre-existing song to assist in a scene. And rather than explaining that into more details, they'll say, why do you do a music and movies podcast? I'll say, watch the scene in Shaun of the Dead where they're hitting the zombie to don't stop me now and tell me you just don't love that and want to do everything around that. I mean, that is, I would say that one sequence is up there with some of the best music and movie uh, 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 combinations in yeah. existence and it's a concept that edgar wright has brought to his other mu- movies as well and i think the best example baby driver is baby driver yeah. where yeah. they over choreograph these because obviously it, it, you know back in this Shaun of the dead scene this is the this is the original so you always have to give it credit for that mm. but it is it is the cast hitting somebody over the head with snooker cues in time to the music, whereas the choreography on display in Baby Driver is like a dance. Yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a car dance oh, along to specific tracks, and it's beautiful to watch. Bell it's just, bottoms. It's like it's like Bell he made bo- a whole movie out of the concept of this scene in Sean. You're right. Dead. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I love that. You're right. It, but but for so many reasons, for so many reasons, right? The way that it starts, the familiarity to the song, right? You're not, you're not, you're using a recognizable song. Everyone watching this, if you're watching Shaun of the Dead, you've heard this song. Yeah. Like there's, there's, there's no and if or but. You are, you know what this song is. You watch it. You have the biggest smile on your face. And then he does something else. The triple crown, as far as I'm concerned, he's able to seamlessly finish it, which is rare. How often can you think about a time where a, a song perfectly finishes in a movie and then you're back into the whole drama of the movie? And like I'm thinking about things like Stuck in the Middle with You, right? When that's being played yeah. in, in Reservoir Dogs, the way that that yeah. finishes is that dramatic ending with Mr. White, uh, Mr. Blonde being shot. You yeah, know, yeah. And, and, and just like think about the best music in movies, right? They've got an out. There's a way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. this is no exception. You know, the idea that they kind of go right, rather than getting to the guitar solo and stuff and self-indulgent, let's just, you know, fire this guy into the jukebox, smash yeah, it, yeah. it goes to pieces. And and then you're back into it. You're it's straight back in. It, it's it is masterful. It's masterful. Yeah. Uh, now 
what do we have next on the list? I'm just looking through. Uh, I guess we've got a. F- I mean, how do you follow it? Well, uh, how do you follow the Queen? Exactly. Is it with another Queen song? I think it might be with another Queen song. I think song. it is. No, it is. Oh, yeah. Now, again, it. <sighs> I mean, why not? It worked well the first time. Fire another one in there. And Alex, you're my best friend. Oh, <laughs> you're my best friend. It's, no, that's the name of the song. Sorry. I, oh, I, okay, great. You're probably third, no, I third feel or stupid. fourth. Yeah, well, you should. You should. It's presumptuous at best. Yeah. Remember, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. You know, people hate people that say things like that. You know that, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> Assuming makes an ass out of you and Ming. <laughs> people love that. That's what Flash Gordon says. <laughs> he doesn't say yeah, that. Yeah, he does. He does, he does he not does. say he that. Does. That's really funny. Death though. to Ming. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, 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 we top it all off with another exquisite example of why a credit song counts and and i and i i think about this quite a lot with the edgar wright series so so um i guess just we and we'll get to them when we get to hot fuzz and we'll get to it when we get to the world's end but i love the selection that edgar wright masterfully chooses for his end credit sequence because obviously we have this and you know what i'm going to remember this conversation next time you're trying to passive aggressively drag me out of the cinema because you can't be our sitting through because <laughs> This is something that we that 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 we kind of tiptoe around slash not very tiptoe around every single time we go to the cinema. And that I want to sit there. There's always a pantomime, the isn't there? And that, that you, you and and you're just like, no, let's go. Actually, you don't even say anything anymore. You just leave, and I just sit there. <laughs> I drop my That's guts ridiculous. first. I drop my guts. <laughs> I probably sit on your knee, let one off, and then run away, whilst your oh, knee is yeah. still warm. Yeah, it gets escalated more and more every single time it happens. I mean, the next one, the next one. Uh, to be fair, I'll be interested to see what happens in the next one because I think the next one will be Tenny. Uh, Tenny, yeah. Tenny, um, yeah. Speaking of which, I need to talk to you about that. There's nothing like making a plan whilst we're recording a podcast. Yeah, we'll get absolutely. we'll get to that moving forward. But just, we will. Just, just, that's that's classic moving forward territory. Just, let's leave, let's leave it. But for just then. before uh, we get to that, um, Alex, look what I've got for you. Oh, are those two thumbs up? That's two thumbs up, mate. I mean, this uh... th- th- this is... I mean, so, so look, we, we... Ladies and gentlemen, there, there is obviously some very, very clear, obvious films out there that masterfully uses the soundtrack variety rather than the score variety to um, bring that sense of, I guess, that, that musical nature to their movie. And the, yep. the obvious choices we have... You know Tarantino, like Tarantino. Anything by Tarantino. Tarantino you know, you know, and and, and he, we've talked about a lot, but there is very, very few directors who come toe to toe in terms of quality, quantity, and application of music in movies to Tarantino. Mm-hmm. And I firmly believe, in a lot of cases, I think Edgar Wright kind of edges him. Yeah, I think Ooh, he does. Edges, my goodness gracious and it's, and me! And it's because, and it's down to, it's down to the fact that it's, it's just, it's in your face, it's tongue in cheek. And I think that sometimes yeah. Tarantino misses the mark. I can't think of a time Edgar Wright misses the mark. I think, it, it, and it's down, it's down to the fact that Tarantino has more films than Edgar Wright, and he, 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 yeah. he relies on. Yep. music and movies more often so therefore i think his overall percentage rating is you yeah. know in the high 90s whereas yeah. edgar Wright and i is also think and i also think though 
that so it's, cons- it's consistency for me but i i would i would give it to tarantino for me personally okay. just because i feel like he's got a much wider variety of genre and you i i think you could argue that point i think you could argue that point mm-hmm. but i would i would stand by it just because you get the you know you get your johnny cash western ones you get your you get your what what did we talk about in kill bill the um kind of latino disco yeah i see the point who, you're who making. was it oh um uh, oh um oh uh, what was the name that we flippantly ricky, labeled it? ricky martin yeah ricky martin ricky the martin. ricky martin yeah ricky martin sound and you know you've got surfer surfer rock, surfer rock for for pulp, pulp fiction. fiction and you know and then all scored of the, all music of, of course scored music exactly you get all of these but, things but you and could while have... i'm not saying that edgar wright is not varied mm. because he absolutely is mm. i would I would put to you that Tarantino is more of it. That's all. I think if you, I think if you, I think the better way to label this is uh, it, it, it to me is like the electromagnetic spectrum, right? And where you've got ultraviolet at one end and infrared at the other. And let's say yeah. apply that to music and movies. Maybe at one end you've got scored music and and just very finesse score music, and maybe at the other end you've got just kind of hardcore rock metal, just just grunge. Yeah. You know, just just the other end of the sound spectrum, so yeah. to speak, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. still music. And then you've got the full range in between. I think what we look at is 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 Quentin Tarantino is you're right I think he probably covers a larger um he has a larger coverage of that scale um Edgar Wright is a very close second but Edgar Wright is almost to the more left side of the scale you know that kind of grungier he uses a lot of techno music yeah, but then obviously yeah. like um, we'll get to it in Hot Fuzz we we have a lot of you know band bands like you know um like uh, well, obviously bands like the Specials being used in here, the Kinks, yeah. um, and uh, I think I think it's very well footed in the twenty first century. Yes, yes, yes. That's a really good. Yeah, and 21st, I think that's the difference. Well, and a couple of ninety, I think a couple of nineties homages to obviously his rave days. But, yeah, but it, but it would never get any earlier than that. Um, well, Queen and the Doors <laughs> and the Doors is features very heavily. In fact, I think there's quite a few Doors tracks in World's. Which End. case, I'm talking out my arse. <laughs> Excellent. But uh, I will give this movie two thumbs up as well Wonderful. because it's just banging. It is it's just great. Excellent. It's great. Moving forward. Yeah, why don't we do that? Uh, now, and since we already brought it up, should we just yeah, talk about let's, let's, um, Teen Et? Teen, yeah, Teenage Mutant Ennet Turtles. Yeah, teen Teen Et. There is a release date there is. In, in Britain now, isn't there? Do you, know, do you know what it is? 26, off the top of your head? yeah. So I 26th looked, of August. 26th of August. And I looked on the website. Uh, That's five days that away. That is five days away, exactly. Ooh. It should be called Five Et, not Ten Et. <laughs> See what I did there? It's numbers. I, I do. Numbers I do. You're very joke. clever. You're, you're very clever. But yes, what I think are. we should do is I think we should go because I looked at it. Yeah. And it's, well, I mean, it's a work day, so it's a, so I can't really, I mean, you know, I could probably just call it do, sick. Does your, does your work day not end? <laughs> no, but... Do you not but, stop but, working but, at but, some but, point but, in the day? No, I work forever. But oh, sorry, I guess I should have filled in that statement more. Uh, the first showing is at 1 p.m. And I thought, wow, wouldn't that be weird to be the first <sighs> showing back into the cinema? Yeah. Because ultimately, yeah. if you think about it, it's probably the safest one to go to. Like, it's all downhill from there. 
the safest as far as the pandemic's concerned. Yeah, if you really think about it, if you okay, so a bit of a bit of advice for you listeners. I would say if you wanted to go back to the cinema, get in early, get the first showing of Tenet, get it under your belt, get that that cinema fix that you've been dying to that you've been dying to receive for so long. Get, well, I don't think I've ever gone this long without going to the cinema. I know, ever. I know. Me neither. Me neither. It is pretty torturous, actually. Yeah, it's gonna be really weird. Are you gonna remember it all? Remember they do popcorn and stuff. Oh, I know. Remember? I know. But I'll never buy any. But would you <laughs> it's not? there, yeah. and I appreciate it. Yeah, it is. Well, I can't afford that. You have to take out a loan to do you things do. like that, or to be some sort of drug dealer or something like that. You've got to yeah, be on I some sort of weird. Uh, you do. Yeah, but, uh, but but no, I have absolutely zero qualms about about going to the cinema, d- d- doing anything. We've been encouraged by all our governments to get back get back to it, and everyone's being very responsible and very safe but it's still it's but everything you do is still technically a risk mm. right yeah would absolutely you not, would you not yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah so and 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 for that reason other than anything else i'll go to the cinema and i'll be responsible and clever like you'll lick every seat. in regards to the pandemic yeah. absolutely exactly mm. i'm not i'm not gonna be but i'm still gonna go yeah absolutely 100 uh now would you like me to book the tickets live on the podcast right now because i can just do it now oh. if you'd like well i have to get my diary mate. go get, go get, go get your diary go to. get your bloody diary out right now go and get it right now this is this is fantastic this is what people want to hear this is what they tune into every every single day i'm just on the website right now when did you say 26 26 yeah uh, yeah i can do that 100 <laughs> well, i've done I've, I've done i've done my recital well, I'm not, I'm, i don't have anything to You've work got literally towards. nothing else to do i have literally have nothing get that hair washed and that's about it yeah, goodness, just, uh, this let me, website. Let me check my diary. Goodness, I, I, I tell you what. Sorry, just as a different point, this website is a dire state of affairs. Oh my goodness! This has not been visited in a while. My yeah. goodness. Wait, are you are you actually booking? Yeah. Do you want me to book it now? Well, no, because we've got to check with our significant others whether they might like to go as well. Oh, but we're all gonna have to sit apart. Oh look! Oh, look, just... it's really weird. Look at there's seats and stuff available. We can do it now. Oh, okay, this is, this we'll wait. okay we'll, we'll wait okay we'll wait do, we'll do it after the podcast do it after the podcast and um, there was something else that i wanted to very briefly talk about uh, and that was something yeah. that was announced uh pretty recently and that is of course dc fandom so dc oh, fandom. Yes, fandom yeah exactly so uh, what a great pun that is yeah ex- exactly are they exactly. holding it under a dome exactly i think so exactly. it's just one big circular dome uh, so yeah. F- DC fandom is almost upon us. And in a couple of weeks, Absolutely. the superhero publisher will unveil its massive virtual event showcasing The Flash, Wonder Woman 1984, The Suicide Squad, and so much more. A lot Absolutely. more. To help you prepare for the show and endeavor, which may seem a bit overwhelming, uh, Entertainment Weekly has put together this handy guide of what to expect. So would you like to know yeah. what to expect in it? I would so, like to know what to expect. However, just before I do, mm-hmm. um, this is going to have to be uh, cut out books. I really need to pee. <laughs> I'm going to have to keep that in there. Then. <laughs> you, well, keep it, keep it in there. But you know, might want to cut out this next bit because I'm not sure. I'm not not sure how uh, my walls will hold up with flushes and whatnot. Well, why don't you direct, we'll directly out. pee into we'll the in out. the bowl and see if it picks up, and we can put some nice reverb to it or an echo. You didn't hear that last bit. I'll just talk in the background just whilst he's uh, gone away. Maybe gone for a shit. Maybe you've been, I've had the, 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 the wool firmly pulled over my eyes. Why is it wool pulled over my eyes? Is that, was that a thing? Did people used to get wool pulled over their eyes back in the day? Like I'm thinking like sheep's wool. That's a weird image. It's like someone walking around with just like 
cotton wool over their eyes. Having the wool pulled. Is that the phrase? Do you know what, listeners? I'm going to Google it for you. Because now that I'm saying it out loud, it's like when you say someone's name so often. You're like, what is a Stephen? Stephen. When you really say Stephen more again, it's just words. It's just words, isn't it? Okay, here we go. Wool pulled over the eyes. Again, I don't even know if it's a thing. It might be. What if it's not? To pull the wool over someone's eyes. If you say that the pulling of the wool over someone's eyes, it means that you're trying to deceive in order to have an advantage over you. Or they are in order to have an advantage over you. Fuck me, I can't read. The source. Definition. Hang on, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Oh, he's coming back. Shit, I've got to worry. Where does it come from? Who will know? Oh, hey, dude. Oh, hello. Me and the listeners were just going on a little exploratory adventure about a phrase. Interesting. I tell you what. As what a, was that? Well, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to see if you actually listen back to the show or not, because I spend all my time editing it. <laughs> so I've hidden a couple of Easter eggs in this episode. So when I publish it, I'm going to let you listen back. And you can, all right, and okay. Just, and there's going to be one phrase that I've said about 18 times whilst you're in the bathroom, okay? And okay. All, I, all I want you to do is your homework, okay, is when this episode drops, prove to me that you do you do listen to the show, okay? Because we need those bloody numbers. and uh, And actually just text me that phrase. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, as I was saying earlier, before I was rudely interrupted by your dump, uh, boasting panels, uh, exciting first looks, and many more, DC Fandom is a global virtual fan experience that gives DC lovers access to the entirety of the DC multiverse, from television and movies to video games, animation, and, of course, the comics. Mm-hmm. Now, just before I go any further... This isn't the first virtual fan event that's taken place this year due to COVID-19. Yeah, they they tried to do Comic-Con, didn't they? Goodness. Now, do you... It just kind of passed me by. It totally did. Now, do you want... Like, what is going on? Do you want me to summarise it in one statistic that I heard somewhere? Oh, yeah, go on. The uh, Twitter tweets for Comic-Con for 2020 dropped by 90% from the tweets from 2019's Comic-Con. Wow. I know. I mean, what a damning report that is. Now, yeah, there's a few things to be taken from that, Mm -hmm. though. Because not only was the hype not there because it wasn't a live event with an audience and all that, Mm -hmm. but I also think a large part of that drop is to do with the fact that the big guns just aren't doing panels at Comic-Con anymore. No, no, they're not. Well, they've moved to events like this, aren't they? You know... Disney do their own thing. DC's now doing their own thing. A lot of the video games are doing their own. The things, video game yeah, stuff yeah. do their own. EA have their mm-hmm. own event mm-hmm. and all that. So the, you know, there's very it's kind of slim pickings, and it's and it's it's a shame because I don't think it's an event I ever would have gone to or ever would have found myself at. But I like the fact that it existed. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I always did want to go to. Like, I mean, it's perfect for you and I. It's perfect for yeah. you and I. We should have went. Like, I've gone to a couple of video games ones. Like, I've been to like the X nineteen event last year and stuff right yeah. and it was good don't get me wrong that was just before the rise of fallen order um and it is fallen order wasn't it the game yeah yeah and yeah, and, yeah. and and so things like that i i i loved i feel like i'm a bit sad that i missed out but i guess like i couldn't miss out on this one because when is dc fandom and how do i access it initially dc fandom was supposed to go live on august 22nd with over a hundred hours of programming and would only be available for 24 hours however that plan has changed because the event has been split up into today uh, into today's first dc fandom 
Hall of Heroes, and it goes live at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on August 22nd. So that is, uh, from time of recording, they'll have missed it, obviously, because this will be out on 23rd, I believe, this episode will drop. Yep. Um, so I think I'm just telling you about it, and we could probably talk okay, about it in enough. retrospect or look up the news of all the things that were dropped. Um, with eight yep. hours' worth of panels and presentations from publishers, big movies, and a few TV shows, comics, and video games. And I've done this bit before. Uh, including... Including but not limited to uh-huh. Zack Snyder's Justice that's League. That's right. That's right. Uh, but then the event. Uh, can... That's the big one. That is the big. Well, that and the that and the that Suicide Squad. One. I think. But then the event continues three weeks later on September twelfth with DC fandom explore the multiverse, which boasts even more content from across the multiverse, including the launch of DC Kids fandom. Now, I want to ask you something, right? Go on. I love being asked things. There is a lot of things that are going to be released at this DC fandom. How have the stars aligned so well for the DC EU and other DC properties? Like, I was never overly excited for a lot of the DC stuff. I'm a big Marvel fanboy. But all of a sudden, I couldn't give a shit about Marvel. This is awesome. Now, well, now you've kind of hit on it, I think. Because you said, how, how have the stars have aligned? But... Do you not think that somewhere down the down the line, some high ups at DC went right? Marvel is gearing up for their big explosion mm. end game. Mm. There has to be a hiatus mm. after that. Oh yeah, and there okay. was like COVID aside. Yeah, there was always going to be a Marvel Universe hiatus sure, after sure, end game sure. because we we all need to calm down. Yeah, basically, and far from home. And, and far from home but that was a palate yeah, yeah, a palate yeah. cleanser in itself yeah. and imagine that fair, sorry imagine COVID... that a one billion earning movie is a palate cleanser literally but earned over a billion we've talked <laughs> i know we've we talked know about we it before it's just funny saying it out loud anyway you keep going yeah, anyway. it is and i think the global pandemic has kind of exacerbated that uh, much more beyond what disney intended for sure sure because we would have already had Black Widow out by now yeah. and probably a slate of uh, Phase 4 stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, I would imagine so. And, I mean, we know what's coming out, but everything's delayed and mm. whatever. Mm. So, yes, the stars did align for DC, but I suspect a lot of it was by design. Like, just drop a load of stuff and see and mm. get people excited for DC again. Mm in the marvel hiatus mm. i think that was the plan and it's just gotten so much better for them yeah. because of the pandemic and, and and i think you know like we talked a little bit about comic-con before and obviously dc fandom's now coming out but you know I, I, th- there's so much stuff that have, has just kind of went oh and then there's this and then there's this and then there's this and there's and and yep, yep, yep. And, and it's just like yeah I, i'm excited like they're never going to get a better bite of the apple than now like, no they're not they, they're not and and the, and the market sort of i was the point i was going to make was if we go back to comic-con the, the the marketing, the advertising was abysmal for that. You know, as you said, you didn't yeah. even know what happened. Whereas no. everyone knows this is happening. Like everyone I've yeah. spoken to in our little circles and stuff is excited for this. Like fair play yeah. to them. They've done a yeah. great job. Yeah, 100%. And I don't mind telling you, like I, I am very excited for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. Yeah, like I really, really am. I mean, you know, spoiler alert for for however many weeks it takes us to get to let's call it for the sake of argument joss whedon's justice league mm. i we we hate that movie just <laughs> say just i'm just saying it now we, you'll get more detail later down the road but we 
hate that movie. But Danny Elfman's even... all right, is he not? Oh, no, he's wait, the no, he's worst. Not. <laughs> oh, waiting, no, he's not. But even though that movie was spawned from Zack Snyder's Justice League in some small way, mm-hmm. I am still so excited to to see the original product sure. before it got bastardized it's fucking mad isn't it when you think about it they, they, they're literally turning a movie that's probably about five years old four years old now and yep. they're kind of just going let's just have another shot at it let's just yep. let's just do this again but then they're doing they're it with money. suicide squad as well oh, i know if you think about that's it a great that's point. a remake yeah that's a remake and i think it, exactly because it's not continuing it's the same characters and they're kind of yeah. just going let's just have another shot at this yeah, Mental. and Will Smith's not in it, and they're not making any reference to the fact they're just doing. Oh no, well, you know, we'll just not do it again. We'll we'll, we'll just we'll just do it again. Mental. I think I think I read somewhere that James Gunn, um, just said, just pitched the name The Suicide Squad as a kind of laugh. Yeah. To say do it again because it's like literally the same title, it's just with a the in front of it. And then apparently the execs were like, oh no, no, that's a good idea, let's do that. And he's like, oh, right, okay. Oh, <laughs> really? Is that like, true? It's, it's called The Suicide Amazing. Squad now. I think that brings us a nice segue onto your moving forward, doesn't it? Ab- absolutely, because also to do with DC. Mm-hmm. God, we're... Pretty DC. They've done, yeah. they've done it. Yeah, they've got pretty DC-centric at, centric at the moment. They've announced a new game. They have, they have. They have announced a new game, and this is something I know that you'll be very excited for because mm. I know for a fact that one of, if not the favourite game series of yours is the Batman the Arkham, Arkham series, games, by right? The, by the wonderful Rocksteady. Rock, Rocksteady mm-hmm. Studios, exactly. And that same team yeah. is making a Suicide Squad game yeah. now. What are your thoughts? I mean, I, I, I'm so excited. Um, I've been I've been looking into this quite a bit, and 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 mainly because Th- this is a day one purchase for you, isn't it? Do you know it probably is? And the reason the reason why it's a day one, pur- and actually I never really bought. I, I think I bought like the the Return to Arkham series and stuff because I wanted to get a lot of the DLC packs because. Yeah. The, the 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 especially let's just go you know Arkham uh, Arkham Asylum that that game is a free roam game on rails like yeah. I, and it's I don't I can't think of another game like it the the yep. the fact that it's you're 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 going through a Batman I mean you're essentially playing through an extended Batman film but it feels yep. fluid and organic I mean the, what Rocksteady have achieved with their in-game mechanics and their fighting mechanics is it's it's without doubt the best fighting mechanics I've ever played in a game. And I've played a lot of video games. You have, and, you have. And, and specifically, sorry, just to finish, specifically, I think Arkham City, um, I think Arkham City was the peak of the games, whilst I, I was also quite... I was a fan of the other two. I think the whole tank thing was a bit too far on, on uh, Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I actually... And I loved the Arkham Origins game. I know it, was, it, was, it wasn't it was Rocksteady. It was another studio, um, which I can't think of at the top of my head. But yeah. and it, it's a kind of like a... It's, it's kind of like the Never Say Never Again, almost, for those sequins. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But it's... It, it, the boss battles in that were great, and a lot of it was almost identical to what Rocksteady put, put out as well, uh, under, yeah. under Warner Brothers, uh, I guess, patent or license or whatever yeah. it was. But let's let's assume for a second mm-hmm. that it's the same mechanics, it's the same engine, it's the same fighting style, I know it's the, the same ex- you're gonna it's ask. the same like ex- exploration thing. Yeah. How are they going to handle all the characters? Yeah, I knew you were going to ask. Because that. because is it going to guide you through mm-hmm. or are you going to be able to 
switch freely, maybe see a certain puzzle that you know one of the other characters is best suited for. And so you like, you know, have to go to you have to go to a place and switch yeah. to that character and come back. I think there's a lot of interesting ways they could do yeah, this. Yeah, and there's gonna be obviously a lot of I think they're probably they're they're in a good position right now because ultimately we we're around the corner from Marvel Avengers game, which there's a similar yep. sort of questions that are brewing to that. And I which think I can't tell if that looks good or not. I think it does. I think it does look good. But DC once again, they're they're in a prime position because they can actually they're they've got enough time to manipulate the game around the feedback from Marvel's version of the of a sort of quite similar style in yep, terms of its absolutely. big team up. Um, to, in answer to your question, what I would like is um, one game, a series of games that I think have always been able to nail this down was the Lego games. If you ever remember, like the Lego Star Wars, yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? 100%. Do you know what I mean? Where you can yeah, replay yeah. through games and you can have a series of characters. I think it's probably going to be like that, where you can. But then I would argue, yeah, to that point, yeah. That because it's just like Lego characters and there's hundreds of characters that you can play as, mm-hmm. there's no personal connection to any of them. Whereas one of the things I think the Arkham games do very well is you do end up feeling a connection to the Batman sure, sure. and to Catwoman. Mm, mm. And I can't remember. Nightwing, uh, the, I think you're Red Robin. Yeah, there were, there were other, yeah. there, there were other, you, you did have some sort of like story progression. So I think to be so flippant, with the character switching would be to its detriment no so so maybe like maybe maybe there is sort of on rails level or maybe it is free roam maybe you do free roam oh maybe it's free roam but you've got to you've got to continue the story with certain characters i mean ultimately you're gonna have you're gonna have like skill trees and stuff for each character so let's take a character like deadshot which ultimately i'm sure you'll be able to play as and maybe you've got all the different gadgets that deadshot has and you can kind of grow his character kill tree uh, uh sorry skill tree but then but maybe like you you get ultimate points and you can choose what character you want to kind of specialize with. So maybe it's Captain Boomerang and you kind of go down that route. Or I mean, they're obviously going to include Harley Quinn, aren't they? They must do. Oh yeah, they must they do. Have yeah, to. They I must mean, do. she's like one of the most popular characters of that whole group. Yeah. But what I'd be very very interested in is a return to you know co-op story gameplay. I'm talking about. Do you remember the games like? Uh, do you remember the two towers in Return of the King yes. PS2 games? Oh. And one of you, one of you could be Legolas, one one of you could be Gimli or Gandalf or Aragorn or whatever. And you'd both go, th- you'd both go through. You'd both have different like powers and skills, and you'd just slash up orcs. And, oh, and, that's a, and that's it. That. So yeah, I would I want love. That one. I, want to, I would one. love to come round to yours, sit on your couch with another controller, and just dick around Gotham as two members of the suicide squad just doing random shit yeah that that would because that is some that is something i don't think you've been able to do in a game because a game is either a multiplayer game uh-huh. an online multiplayer sure. game like call of duty sure. or star wars battlefront or whatever or it's a totally immersive single player story yeah. like tomb raider or uncharted or spider-man ps4 sure, sure. well i think what, what you, it's not yeah. is couch co-op and i want some couch co-op i think from what we've seen of marvel avengers game i think that's going to be a couch co-op and and i would love yeah that. and actually i agree the suicide squad's a couch co-op amazing yeah yeah oh that's That'd a that's brilliant. a great idea that's that's a great yeah i want that yeah. make that happen yeah. alex yeah i would the other reason that i thought of you when i saw that this game was announced was the 
one of the main posters that they announced, uh-huh. which was a big old target on the back of Superman's head. Oh, good. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, that's right. And I you think, hate Superman. Well, I think they're going to do the, maybe do the death of Superman story or the injustice sort of story because obviously there's some very famous oh, yeah. stories. Is that, that when, can... is that when uh, Joker kills Lois and uh, yeah. Superman goes, goes completely mad. Yeah, unhinged? He goes mad. He goes mad. Uh, it's a good good comic series actually as well. But, I mean, they, it's a slow it's a slow burner certainly, and um, there's a lot of kind of like hints and stuff to it. But but yeah, I think that's probably one that they could they could definitely. I think align I think with. it's one of the most popular stories yeah. purely because because of how unrateable, uh, unrelatable, and overpowered the character of Superman is. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you turn that that power set into a villain, yeah. You kind of sit back and go, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, <laughs> totally agree. Totally agree. That the only time I actually like him is when he's when he's villainous. Actually, Superman. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, hundred percent. Which will be something that I think that we'll be delving into next week oh. in a certain dream sequence of a certain movie that some people love and some people hate. Do you want to announce it before we wrap it up, or do you want to Absolutely. leave it? Absolutely. No, no, no. Yeah, next week we are continuing our dive into the problematic and divisive dc extended universe mm. with Zack snyder's batman versus superman BVS. dawn of justice yeah. oh dawn of justice sorry dawn of justice and i'm telling you now yeah. here on this podcast because you're you're coming around to watch it yeah, I'll, night, come around, yeah I'll come around and watch it yep. yeah we're watching the extended edition uh, right? how and long is it and it's lord of the rings length is it really it's like three hours long, yeah. Do you know what, right? I'm really... It's happening, it's the one... and you don't have an option. No, 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 no. that's <laughs> fine, that's fine. I'm actually really excited about this, because I really... Because oh, this is one movie that I know you love. Um, you've got a secret admiration for it, and I, and I want to get on board with you. And I'm going to yeah. throw myself yeah, you just at don't this. understand it at the moment. No, do you, do you know, and I think, I think I've only ever seen it once, and I think I've watched it on a plane, so I know you're going oh, to... I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Oh, God. I know, and it wasn't the extended. So let's get that done. Anyway, that yeah. is the show for this week. Uh, what do they got to do now, though? Uh, if you could kindly go on to the Apple Podcasts app, give us a cheeky little five-star rating and perchance a review. Love These it. are all things you can do in the app. Mm-hmm. Super, super mm-hmm. easy. If you don't want to leave a critical review, you can tell us what your favorite movie is. Mm. Tell us what your favorite movie soundtrack mm. is anything like that and you can also do some or none of these things on the spotify app yeah exactly Um, (laughs) something like that yeah yeah. absolutely Uh, we also have an email as well we do have an email Um, do you want to tell us the email address the email is motionspod at gmail.com please get in touch if you want to let us know about a movie that you kind of feel is actually an underrated one we'll go away we'll do our research we'll watch it and we'll give a full report on it for you uh, absolutely we will that's it that's it because we don't have anything better to we've do got time, fuck huh? all better to do especially you I mean you've got nothing especially to me do. I've just I've just I've just finished my degree what the hell am I supposed to do <laughs> get a job and a haircut <laughs> a job and a haircut absolutely <laughs> the same time excellent uh, well I think that's everything thanks for listening guys see you next week bye now uh, alright guys ta-ta
Thank you.